What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 605. It's your host, Lee Hillison. Today, we are doing a preview of the Titans and Jacksonville Jaguars game in week five. We are also going to look through the injury report and discuss some of the news that has just came out through the NFL. And we'll be joined by none other than our special guest, Miss Teresa Walker. And we will be back with her right after this and a word from our sponsor. What's up, everybody? So we are back with the second time that this lady's been on the show, Miss Teresa Walker. How are you doing? I am good. How are you tonight? Um, Pretty good. Took a couple days to get over that loss in New York. But, you know, they say when something good comes along, you have to move on. It's a long NFL season. Uh, I tell you, it was tough to be on social media just as a journalist on, on Sunday and Monday because people were mad. I mean, they wanted John Robinson fired. They wanted Mike Vrabel fired. They just wanted to, you know, swap out everything and, and, and bring in new. And it's like the NFL is not a fantasy league in real life. You can't suddenly start swapping players out and you can't change the GM. You can't change the coach, a, a coach who you know, has the most wins in the first couple, three seasons uh, of any coach that's not named Jack Pardee in this franchise's history. So he's done some impressive things. And, you know, was it a game that they should have won? Yes. Especially when you look at what Buffalo did to the Texans. That's what you do to a winless, struggling franchise. You go out there and you put your foot on them and you don't let them up. But then, you know, look at the injury list. You know, uh, you know, Mike Vrabel said it after the game. You know, we're not going to use excuses. They've got some. Uh, you know, the injury injured reserve list has 14 players on it. Darrington Evans is started the process to return today. He's not back yet. Um, you know, you've got a handful of starters from Bud Dupree, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, uh, Brett Kern, your three-time Pro Bowl punter. We saw the effects of that, you know, a 12-yard shank on Sunday. Um, so it's like, it, then go to Caleb Farley, your top draft pick. And I mean, there's just a handful of players that are out. And then they had six guys that they declared out before the game. So, and then you add that to the 14 on IR. That's a lot of players. It's, it's tough to get that. You don't get to go to the NFL player store and just restock. Uh, you know, when the, when the reports this morning that the Patriots were releasing Stephen Gilmore, people were like, go get Gilmore. Well, guess what? The, the Patriots played it perfectly. They floated the fact that they were going to release him to the point that Gilmore releases a statement right on his Instagram. And then boom, they suddenly have a taker on the trade market to give them a draft pick. And he ends up in Carolina. So it, replacing guys once the season starts, NFL starting quality players is just almost impossible. And the Titans are trying to ride this out and get some of these guys back in time for the real tough stretch of the season. I saw a stat, Lee, that uh, like they've got like the third easiest schedule for the rest of the year. The problem is after they play at Jacksonville on Sunday, Monday night game against the Bills, and then uh, six days later, the Kansas City Chiefs, they go to Indianapolis, and then there's the Sunday night game, November 7th against the Rams. That is the bulk of their season that they're going to have to find a way to get through. And if they can survive that and find a way to build on this two and two start, they'll be in good position for the rest of November and December. 
But right now, the biggest challenge is getting those guys healthy. And, of course, the big stat that came out, Ryan Tannehill is the most sacked quarterback in the league with 17 through four weeks. He was sacked 24 times all of last season. So, you know, that that, that right there kind of sums up their and – and the unique thing is I was looking and comparing, you know, they're ninth right now in total yards per game. They're two yards off of what they did all of last season. So a lot of people have been mad at Todd Downing. Well, the offense has been producing. They're just, but they're getting to the red zone and they're just stopping. You know, last year they successful uh, scoring touchdowns, 75% of the trips inside an opponent's 20. Well, right now it's 50. And you know, we saw that on Sunday. They were two of five in the red zone, three field goals. Uh, and that was the difference in that game. If they get even one touchdown in that start, uh, you know, it just that might have been the fork in the Jets that was needed by the Titans. Instead, they settled for three field goals. And that's something that they absolutely have to fix. But, you know, the offense is pretty, I mean, Derrick Henry leading the league in rushing. You know, Ryan Tannehill's passes haven't been that bad considering he's been sacked 17 times and, and hit 32 times. Uh, there's only a couple quarterbacks in the NFL who've had more hits than him. Uh, Carson Wentz and Mac Jones of the Patriots. And then there's Ryan Tannehill. So when he hadn't been sacked, he's been hit an awful lot. They've got to find a way to better protect him. I actually wrote about that on Wednesday. The idea, you know, and, and the agreement from the Titans is that it's everybody's fault. You know, think about trying to dance with 11 people. You know, everyone wants to blame the offensive line because the rushers are coming through there. Well, Ryan Tannehill can get rid of the ball better. Receivers can get off of uh, the line better. They can deal with uh, physical dis uh, defenders better and, and make sure they're running the right routes and, and helping their quarterback out. So, you know, it's a dance that they're just a little bit off on right now, but they're still managing to produce some, you know, impressive offensive yards. Uh, they just have to find a way to start getting into the end zone, something that they've been remarkably good at over the last couple of years with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. And, of course, on the Titans end, they brought in John Simon to practice one. Is there is there a possibility that we could see him on Sunday? Uh, always a possibility, but the good thing is Bud Dupree was back at practice on Wednesday, limited uh, after not practicing at all last week. You know, he was dressed, didn't play against the Colts, so he's now sat out two games. We'll see how much that maybe helps his knee, but, you know, this is a guy who hurt his ACL. You know, Taylor Lewan's still getting better every week, uh, but he tore his ACL uh, in the middle of October last year, so he's almost a full year out from his injury, Bud Dupree tore his ACL at the beginning of December last year. So, you know, even if he's a great healer, you know, he's, you know, he's still in a window where you can expect that he's potentially dealing with some issues, which that's what he's on the report with is a knee and they're trying to get him healthy, but he was available today. You know, you still have Ola Adeni who's been just an amazing find in free agency. You know, he was kind of seen as just a special teams dude when they signed him in the wake of Bud Dupree. And yet he's tied for the team lead with two and a half sacks. So, uh, you know, that, that's a very good thing. I, I think that the adding of John Simon is, is for protection. I mean, you, you don't know how Bud Dupree, you know, how he, he practiced today, a little bit fashion, 
how does he respond? Is, does, you know, does he have swelling or other issues with his knee? So there's absolutely a chance we see John Simon. And, you know, that's, that's one of the benefits. He's a guy who was with you this preseason. So it's not like you're having to, you know, teach him the entire alphabet and playbook. He knows it. He, he's familiar with it. So, you know, if you have to plug and play him, you can do that. And, of course, let's get to the analytical breakdown of this matchup. The last time the Titans played Jacksonville, which was December of last year, they won that matchup. They've won that matchup 31 of 21. And Derrick Henry ran for 215 yards in that game. Uh, you know, he has uh, 1,013 yards in 10 games against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. And let's face it, he just keeps getting better with every game it seems so you know he's a guy who's uh, the stat that's in the titans notes nobody has gone for uh, 150 at least 150 yards in four straight road games derrick henry has that chance to do that on sunday against a team that let's be honest he's run against very well you know whether it's the fact that it's a division rivalry the fact that jacksonville is so close to his hometown of Uly, florida um, family's going to be there. They're going to be paying close attention. You know, for whatever reason, he seems to show out against the Jaguars. So, uh, you know, in the Jaguars, you know, this this is a matchup that, you know, 0-4, you know, Urban Meyer has just dominated the conversation the last few days. They didn't have their traditional meetings on Monday. Uh, you know, it just feels like this may be a team that, is focused on everything but what they need to be, which is the Titans and Derrick Henry. Uh, but I will say this, it's the NFL. There's nothing so galvanizing as, you know what, we're mad, we're ticked off, let's go take it out on them. And the Titans over the years have been very victimized. I mean, you know, Miami changed a coach, they came in to Nashville, got a win. Uh, you know, I saw a stat on uh, social media a little while ago that uh, Mike Vrabel is 0-4 against rookie quarterbacks with the Titans. And that has been a sore spot for this franchise going back to Ryan Leaf in 1998. So, you know, and they're going to face a lot of rookie quarterbacks this year. I mean, they haven't faced Davis Mills of the Texans yet. Uh, so, you know, they've got Mac Jones is a guy that they'll face in December. So potentially you've got, uh, I'm trying to remember who's the other quarterback in San Francisco. So it's just, they could potentially see six rookie quarterbacks the rest of the season. That's something that they better get over and get over quickly. And, of course, speaking of rookie quarterbacks, they are facing, not counting Davis Mills, they're, they're, they're hope they may end up facing the top five rookie quarterbacks drafted. They're facing Trevor Lawrence this week. They faced Zach Wilson last week. They faced Justin Fields the preseason. They're, they're getting Mac Jones in December. And then possibly Trey Lance in the end of December, beginning of January. Yes, a couple of days before Christmas on a Thursday night game. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, watching the Titans, it's almost, I can't tell if it's that they're really laying back, trying to let them, you know, make the rookie quarterback try to beat them. Although if you can throw as well as Zach Wilson did on the run the other day, yeah, I, I, I call me – Call me of the of the uh, state of mind that you play your defense and you go pressure that guy. 
make him make mistakes. Don't, don't just count on him making mistakes because he's your rookie quarterback. Go help him make mistakes. You know, the Titans did flush Zach Wilson out of the pocket a lot on Sunday. The problem is they ended up flushing him mostly to his right, and he looked really comfortable throwing on the run from that direction. Going to his left, he struggled. He was picked when he ran and throwed, you know, ran to the left and, and was throwing. I mean, it was a bad throw. I mean, uh, Christian Fulton looked like the intended receiver on that interception. So uh, I'm very curious. You know, they do have Jim Schwartz on that defensive side of the staff. You know, a guy who's pretty known for being aggressive and getting after quarterbacks. I'm just really curious to see what they choose to do on Sunday going up against this. You know, this is a defense that, you know, they've been doing some good things. You know, they played a good game for a large part of Sunday. The problem is the five passes, 29 yards or longer, just kind of erased the memory of how they played early in that game. I mean, at one point it was 105 yards to 15 uh, for the, uh, was the difference for, you know, the Titans and the Jets, they were smothering them. And unfortunately that, you know, like a little fire, they gave them a little spark and that's all they needed to, you know, kind of grow into a big fire. And of course the Titans offense, as you were saying, they look good when they have time. Yeah. Uh, it, it, this is the interesting thing. You know, they had some issues in Seattle, gave up some big balls, uh, deep balls, some deep passes to Cardinals. They worked on it, fixed it in the second half against Seattle, were good against the Colts, uh, and then, it, it, you know, kind of flared its ugly head again uh, against the, the Jets. So, you know, if they can get that fixed, you know, this is a team that, you know, it's strange to say they're 13th in the NFL on third down. You know, a team that last year was just, you know, horrendous by far on third down, they fixed that area. Uh, you know, would we like to see them get some more sacks? Sure. But you know what? They've got eight sacks, which, uh, you know, I think it's I, – I was looking at sack, sack numbers earlier. They're in the middle of the pack right now. A year ago, they were at the bottom of the NFL for much of this season. So they are finding ways to get more pressure. Uh, you know, it, it feels like that's a unit that's growing, which is interesting considering that they've had injuries. You know, Christian Fulton was limping around. Chris Jackson's been in and out of the lineup. Shoot, Christian Fulton was playing uh, slot uh, against slot cornerbacks for some, you know, late in the game on Sunday. And he's better, it seems, outside. Uh, Dane Crookshank, you know, he's had two straight starts now at safety with Imani Hooker on IR. So it's going to be, you know, it just feels like that's a unit that's still kind of finding themselves. But they've definitely put some good things out there. They just need to keep doing it and to do it for a whole 60 minutes. And, of course, talking about the Titans offense, Tannehill is 96 of 151 for over 1,000 yards. That's that's a pretty good stat for this is, early. That's a, that's a pretty good stat for this early in the year. Yeah, he had 298 yards against the Jets. And if there'd been one more pass completed, you know, maybe they'd get, you know, he's got over 300. They hopefully have a touchdown and they have the win. And uh, people are like, yeah, he got banged down around a lot, but, he, you know, he's doing okay. Uh, when you lose that game and you're two and two, it's easier to pick him apart. But, uh, you know, and, and, you know, can he get the ball out a little quicker? Yes. But let's look at who he's been working with. You know, A.J. Brown played eight snaps against the Colts. And, you know, the game in Seattle, it, it, you know, just my surmise, it was he, he and DK Metcalf, the former Ole Miss teammates, just seemed to be playing with a lot of intensity, emotion in that game. Maybe they were trying to outdo the other. And both of them kind of struggled in that game, right? 
Julio Jones came through with a great game. But, you know, Ryan Tannehill, you know, the whole pick your poison idea after the trade in June for Julio Jones, well, he hasn't been on the field that much with Julio Jones or A.J. Brown. Uh, particularly these last two games. So, uh, you know, he's making it work with uh, Josh Reynolds just got back this last weekend, Nick Westbrook-Akina, uh, you know, Chester Rogers, uh, you know, Cam Batson has come back to the fore. So when you're making, he's finding a way to make it work and get the ball down the field. Again, helping the offense put up some impressive numbers with, you know, working with a cast of, you know, who's that? Uh, and certainly not the two pro bowlers that we expected to be starting much of the season. Exactly, and like as you were saying, Cam Batson is in the lineup. Nick Westbrook-Akina in there, along with Josh Reynolds, who is just now getting back. And, and, and well, you know, these guys look great. Marcus Johnson is a guy who's trying to work his way back off of IR as well. You know, he looked good in preseason, and that's who Ryan Tannehill was working with much of, you know, training camp because Julio Jones was out three weeks. Uh, A.J. Brown was out, you know, almost that long, and this allowed him to work on his chemistry with Westbrook Akina, Rogers, Johnson. I'm curious to see if, if Johnson can get back out on the field Sunday, then, you know, that combination should give them enough time to make sure Julio Jones is, is good to go before you get him back out on the field you know of course they're pushing him to get that out as soon as they're healthy and ready to go but hamstrings you got to be careful with those with receivers and like the average yards per game and points per game titans have an average of just right at 24 points a game and then right at 395 yards per game that's the thing. They're, the offense is producing, you know, that the red zone struggles. I mean, you know, they get another touchdown a game that, you know, this was the uh, team that was fourth in the NFL in scoring last year, 30.7 points a game. They just need that extra touchdown that they've been missing. You know, in Seattle, they settled for field goals again early in, in, in the first half. You know, thought they had the touchdown with Julio Jones and it was wiped off the board. I still don't agree with that because I didn't see any white. You know, his shoe was right there. But it wasn't on it. You know, it's like I didn't see any evidence to overturn that ruling. So, you know, one more touchdown a game, they're right where they were scoring-wise that they were last year, and that will put them up there with the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you know, so if they can just fine-tune these things, and, you know, when you hear them give the answers, you know, it's like everybody has to work together. It's, you know, it's this or that or the other. You know, uh, offense, particularly in the NFL, is a little bit like dancing. Uh, you know, think of a centipede almost dancing with 11 legs. You know, all 11 have to be working, you know, for things to work. You know, we've, we saw the uh, blitzers come through, you know, from the Jets, you know, seemingly untouched. You know, it just takes one guy being off, missing his part, and blowing up a play so if they yeah, and that's what they're working on and if they can get that fixed we've seen them make corrections during the season and now i go back to what i said at the beginning it's a long season it's a very long season and the what matters is win your division and yes even you know this is a division the titans still should win okay you know carson wentz and the colts they're in a deep hole same with the texans uh, Jacksonville's biggest question right now isn't about winning games. It's about who their coach should continue to be. So the Titans just need to heal up and, and tweak some things and, and get a little, you know, fine tune some of their issues. And they should be able to, you know, they may not be exactly what they were last year, but they should be able to be closer to what we were expecting at the season when the season began. 
And of course, defensively, they're allowing 358 yards per game defensively. It's not a great number, is it? No. But, but here's the thing. Uh, the third downs, that's a key number. And, uh, you know, when you're doing that, you're doing some good things there. The, the, the bigger thing to me are some of those explosive plays that they keep giving up. You know, the balls to the, Seah the Seahawks, to the Cardinals, uh, to the Jets. I mean, those are things that they should not be giving up. Uh, but yards per game, 17th in the league. Uh, rushing yards, they're eighth. You know, passing yards, they were, you know, I think 29th in the league in, again, in passing yards last year. Right now they're 23rd. Uh, so, you know, they, they need to get more turnovers. They can always use a few more sacks. But, uh, you know, this is, a, you know, this is a unit that is doing okay. You know, the points per game, that's the biggest stat. You know, they're 26 right now, giving up 27.8 points a game. That's just, that's too much. So, you know, we need to see what they can do. This is a chance this weekend for them to, you know, improve their numbers across the board. Uh, again, this is a game that, you know, they need to, as banged up as they are, they should be still able to go out and do to Jacksonville what they should have done to the Jets. And that'll be the key. Can they get in the end zone early? Can they get touchdowns instead of field goals? And just don't give the Jaguars any reason to, be, to believe. And if they can do that, and hey, ride Derrick Henry if you have to. You know, this is this is an offense that should be able to work out its kinks inside the 20 and start getting more touchdowns. They start scoring more touchdowns, it'll it'll help the defense, I think, be that much better. Uh, you know, because guess what? When you're not going three and out, you're not giving up that many sacks, you're giving your defense a chance to, you know, uh, make the plays that they need to to get you the ball back quicker. And of course, talk about sacks, Danny and Harold Landry are tied inevitably with two and a half sacks apiece. Interesting, isn't it? And uh, Harold Landry is coming through with some some defensive numbers. I mean, he is uh, right there at the top of the league in quarterback pressures. You know, with thirty three. Yes, and in you know, next gen stats was raving about him after this last weekend because of his production on the defensive side. You know, and if Bud Dupree, the sooner Bud Dupree is able to get back and be a part of that unit and, and be chasing from the other side, that's that's kind of what, you know, Harold Landry didn't have that last year, the counter to the other side. If he can get that sooner rather than later, that's going to make him even more productive. And the, and the interesting number that kind of jumps out at me, scrolling through the uh, Titans, that's Tier Tart has nine quarterback pressures. You know, that's a guy that, you know, you probably wouldn't pay that much attention to. He's the undrafted guy. And, you know, who is this guy? And yet he's still finding a way to bring some pressure. You know, Jeffrey Simmons is, is doing some good things as well. But I, I kind of go back to this. Once you get uh, Bud Dupree on the field, the guy that was your big free agent signee, that, sh that may be the piece that clicks into place on defense and allows them to really start coming through with, with the play and the production that they were expecting. And, then of course, the turnover number. Are, they are minus five in turnovers. They have two takeaways and seven giveaways in this in the almost season so far. Yeah, those are bad numbers, and that's because and that's why uh, Mike Vrabel and the Titans have spent last week and this week doing periods to work on ball security, uh, to work on getting the ball out. You know, they did such a great job uh, getting turnovers in the preseason and training camp, 
And we haven't seen that happen at this once the game started counting. You know, this is a team that led the league last year in turnover margin. They were plus 11, and 15 different players got at least one turnover. They had 23 last year, and they took care of the ball very well. So, you know, this is a combination that, you know, based on past production, you would think that that would start improving sooner than later. You know, watching Mike Vrabel and the coaching staff, they work a lot of situations. You know, the idea that, you know, do what you're going to be doing in a game so that you're ready for that moment. <clears throat> so I'm really curious to see when when we start seeing that. <clears throat> Is it a, it's a coaching cliche I've heard from many coaches over the decades, but they do come in bunches. And once they get, you know, that's why I thought once Christian Fulton got one the other day, they might get two or three, especially against Zach Wilson, who kind of telegraphs his throws, staring down receivers. But, you know, that doesn't mean they can't start on Sunday with Trevor Lawrence. You know, get some turnovers. Once that, you know, it, it can kind of become a feeding frenzy, so to speak, once you start getting that ball out. So if they can get one or two in a game, that might be the thing to loosen that up. And then, of course, Randy Bullock is a guy that we have to talk about. He's 14 of 16 on kicks. He's 6 for 6 on extra points, and he's 8 for 10 on field goals. And those would be good numbers if not for the fact that he missed the one in overtime to get the tie on Sunday. Uh, and, you know, and he had made a couple in that range earlier in the game. I think he had a 44-yarder and a 46-yarder and then misses the 46-yarder that just veers left and just misses the uh, upright. So, uh, yeah, the one thing we don't know is Sam Thicken's status. He's still on IR. You know, he was kicking so well and so confidently when he was hurt. And now, you know, right now, Randy Bullock, it's his job for the moment. Until they get to a point where Ficken, with his groin injury, is is cleared or at least cleared to start returning to play, um, they're still in that that problem area. So, you know, cheer for uh, you know, the guy who's nicknamed Fat Randy Bullock, cheer, cheer for him because he is your kicker and – Let's be honest. He's, you know, he's made all his extra points, which Michael Badgley did not. So at least that's one step in the right direction. And then, of course, let's head to the Jacksonville side. This Trevor Lawrence, as you were talking about, forced the turnovers. He has seven interceptions on the year. Opportunities right there. I mean, you know, through four games, that's almost two interceptions a game. So per average. So, you know, you've got that chance to get down there and, and get up on them quickly. I, I think that whoever wins the uh, coin toss, that'll, you know, you know, if, if it's the Titans, they're going to put the Jacksonville Jaguars on offense and give their defense a chance to go get the stop and give their offense the ball in the third quarter. Jaguars will likely do the same in reverse. So whoever is on defense first, go out there, get a three and out force a turnover, make this rookie work. Uh, Kevin Byard talked on Wednesday about the idea of, you know, disguising things and, and, you know, trying to catch this rookie off guard. You know, you serve up an awful lot to him. Yes, he played and won national championship uh, at Clemson, and he's done very well, number one pick overall. They, 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 they respect his strong arm, but he's a rookie playing his fifth NFL game, and the Titans have enough experience on the defensive side of the ball, you would think, that they could do something to get him thinking, get him looking in the wrong place, and help him up the numbers on his interception rate. And, of course, speaking of the whole national championship thing, he played against Christian Fulton. They know each other very, very well. And uh, don't discount the LSU college factor. Everybody wants to, uh, you know, 
they're NFL players these days. They know what they're getting their paychecks from. But when you've played a player in the past, you have some familiarity there already that you can build on. So uh, that that provides a comfort level that I don't think you can dismantle, uh, you know, dismiss easily. And then, of course, Jacksonville's average yards per game and points per game, Jacksonville is putting up 18.5 points a game. It's not that great. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just we knew that they were taking over a tough situation. You don't get the number one pick in the NFL because you were doing things well, right? And, you know, it doesn't seem, you know, the criticism I've been seeing out of Jacksonville is, you know, you knew you were getting the number one pick. Well, you should try to improve that offensive line in front of him to help him out. And, you know, it, it, it's not easy. You look at those numbers and, it, you know, the, the, they're, they're, they're running the ball decently. You know, that's, that's not a bad area. But, uh, yeah, it's – I'm looking down at them as we speak. And, you know, red zone percentage, though – when they get there, they're tied for 11. They're converting on 66.6% of their trips. So at least they're doing better than the Titans in that area. Titans just need to make sure they don't get there that often. And then, of course, let's go to um, special teams. Lambeau, he, he's not doing good at all. He's 5 of 10. He's 5 for 7 on extra points, and he's 0 for 3 on field goals. And I think I saw him, I didn't, the Titans injury report with 21 players was so long that I didn't look at the uh, Jacksonville report. They've only got four, but I think Lambeau might be on that injury report. Uh, you know, let's face it, when you're a young team, when you're a, a build, rebuilding team, having a good kicker matters almost more than anything. I mean, when the Tennessee Titans were the Oilers, Aldo Carreco in 97-98, but may have been their MVP because he was the guy that could go out there and get the ball through the uprights when they needed to salvage something out of a drive. So, uh, you know, I don't – actually, I don't even think they've made, attempted a field goal. I'm looking – yeah, field goals made, zero. So they haven't even been close enough to attempt a field goal. They're dead last in the NFL at a 0 0.0. And then, of course, to the injury report. Of course, those, the guys that didn't practice, you're looking at like Nick Westbrook, Aquino, Ray C. McMath, Taylor Lewan, Brett Kern, Julio Jones, Tommy Hudson, J.L. Brown, and Aaron Brewer. Yes, and which is why uh, among the practice uh, squad players protected on Tuesday, Corey Levin, center, was in that group. Uh, that explains a lot with Ben Jones limited by a neck injury. Corey Ehrenberg, excuse me, who replaced Ben in the game Sunday, he's uh, he didn't practice today. It, 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 it's deep, but again, you had AJ Brown was back at practice limited. Uh, you Marcus Johnson is a guy who's been working to return from the IR. Uh, you know, so if he can get a little closer in this second week, then that would be a good thing for you. It, it's, it's, you know, it's a banged up team. You know, when Mike Rabel says we got to see who's healthy enough to go down there and put 11 on the field, that isn't a coaching cliche right now. He literally is having to see who's healthy. I mean, when last Friday, when they ruled out six guys 
on a Friday, that's, that spoke volumes. I mean, usually they'll put doubtful, but these guys were so far unavailable. They just went ahead and ruled them out. That is rare in the NFL to, to rule anybody out on a Friday to do six players that I, I, I can't remember this franchise ever doing that. So that's an indication of just how beat up this team is right now. So, you know, they're trying to heal. They've got a couple things going their way. They still have some guy named Derek Henry, the NFL's rushing leader, Ryan Tannehill, who, who, you know, they do need to keep him getting hit quite as much as he was last week. But, you know, they've got those pieces. And, you know, this is where Chester Rogers has got, you know, this is a guy who was let go by Indianapolis last year. And, you know, he's playing for his career this season, enjoying every minute with the Tennessee Titans. So and if Johnson can come back, this is where that deep wide receiving group is going to have to come through for them. And they're going to have to play better than they did last week. And then, of course, speaking of limited participation, you had like Danico Audrey, Kari Blassingham, A.J. Brown, Bud Dupree, Rashawn Evans, Sharif Finch, Chris Jackson, Ben Jones, Jeremy McNichols, Saffold's own protocol, and then Big Jeff. Well, two things. Danico Autry talked to the media today. So, you know, the, if, if a guy is injured enough that he might not play, they usually don't have him talk to the media, particularly in this day and age where we're doing things outdoors and they bring him to talk to us in a, you know, a, a version of the Olympic mix zone. And uh, Roger Saffold had a helmet with him today. So while he was limited, he had a helmet, which, uh, you know, if you're going to return the concussion protocol and clear the protocol, you have to practice some, see how you handle that as part of that process to be cleared. So that's actually a, a good step that he was on the field, limited though he was today. And, of course, we had a couple of guys that were full participation, and those two would be Caleb Farley, who we haven't seen a whole lot of, and Tier Tart. Well, Tier Tart, that one, you know, you I'll just say this. Mike Vrabel and Titans seem to do a pretty good job of getting guys who have a nick or something on their injury report. And, you know, there's been times where some other teams, you know, uh, somebody can talk about the – shoot, I'm trying to – maybe Tom Brady. You know, he had a knee issue last year. And there's been times where other players aren't always on the report. Caleb Farley is the guy we're all waiting to watch because he's the first-round draft pick, number 22 overall. And, you know, the thought was, well, let him get over the back, get him healthy, get him on the field. You would – you know, you take a guy in the first round, he should be starting soon rather than later in his rookie year. And then he had the shoulder issues. So, you know, he's now been, uh, you know, he missed the other day. Uh, if he played against the Colts, I don't remember him being on the field. I'd have to check to see if he was in that game. But, uh, you know, getting him back and him practicing fully, another good step. Unfortunately, he didn't practice at all last week. So he's going to have to show that he can practice Thursday and Friday fully to have a chance to, you know, to be looked at and being active on Sunday. They could use him, you know, because Chris Jackson couldn't finish the game in the Jets. That's why Fulton had to push inside to the slot, and he's better on the outside. So, you know, and, and hopefully the Titans are working to get those younger kids, Elijah Molden in particular, you know, as up to speed as possible, Dylan Radens being another, so that they can have some more production from this rookie draft class. And then, of course, going to the ja uh, Jaguar side of the injury report, you have Roy Robertson-Harris, defensive lineman, who did not practice with an ankle injury. You had McCray, an outside linebacker, hamstring, did not practice. Tyson Campbell, a corner, 
Toe, and he was limited. And then Carlos Hyde was full participation. See, they're they're a relatively healthy team. The problem is they're still 0-4. Uh, the problem with 0-4 teams is, you know, it's really tough to go 0-16. So I know there's a lot of people saying, oh, they're just going to do it. No, that, that's rare. And there's no better way than playing a division rival. And I, I go back to, to it again. They're having so much turmoil down there. You know, when you're having meetings about the with the head coach about what the head coach did and didn't do, and for the people saying that it's sports speak, you know, that he didn't return with his team, a coach flies back with his team after Thursday night games because on Friday you're looking at the game tape, you're grading the game tape. You usually have a meeting with your players, if not on Friday, but Monday for sure, to make corrections. You're winless. You have a lot of corrections to make, and yet, uh, you know, he stayed in Ohio, so didn't do it on Friday. And on Monday, there's reports that uh, they canceled some team meetings because he was meeting with them individually. It sounds like Urban Meyer has been the biggest topic uh, for, to start this week when usually your attention should have been on your opponent, in this case, the defending divisional champs. And then, of course, going into the end of this episode, Let's go ahead and get your grades for the first quarter of the season, offensively and defensively. How, like, how would you grade this well, offense? The, well, for the offense, I'm going to go B minus because they are doing some things very well. They, you know, again, Derrick Henry leading the league in rushing. You know, they're they're ninth in total yards per game. Uh, they had their the time of possession. They're third. No, they're third and first downs. They're like fourth or fifth in time of possession. So they're doing a lot of things good. It's just the, the big number, the thing that would get them an A, is the scoring. And if they can start scoring touchdowns, they'll have a chance in this next quarter of the season to improve that grade. Defense, uh, going to go with C. I mean, you're 2-2. Two and two. So while the third down defense has been improved, you know, the, the yards allowed, things like that are doing, are doing better, they're not getting the turnovers they got last year. And they're, you know, they're the big plays that they're allowing. They've got to stop letting quarterbacks – roll around and throw it deep, you know, five, five passes, 29 yards or longer allowed to the Jets. You know, Kyler Murray's been in the league a minute. He's pretty exceptional, but allowing Zach Wilson in his fourth NFL game to do that to you, that's, that should be unacceptable for the Titans. And then for special teams, that's on the leanings of a C minus because, you know, the issues at, 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 at kicking, you know, they're on their third – well, shoot, if you want to count Tucker McCann, they're on their fourth different kicker uh, since training camp started. Well, shoot, fifth if you want to include Blake Hobble, you know, the Ohio State uh, rookie who they cut early in camp. So, you know, the fact that they're churning through looking for that kicker yet again, it, you know, it's almost an incomplete grade, right? Uh, but, you know, they have brought in Randy Bullock, and he is at least for a couple weeks solidified this position at least – stop the nausea inducing moments that I think fans were about ready to just pull their hair out over. And then, but on the punting side, you know, yes, the, the, the shake buck last week was not pretty, but Chester Rogers has uh, he he's second in the NFL on punt returns. He's, you know, he's got a nice average and that's a unit that just seems to be getting more and more yards, the more time they're working together and, and getting some chemistry on that side. So, you know, but for overall, Two and two, it's a C for the whole team. Well, Miss Teresa, thank you for coming and sitting down 
to preview the Week 5 matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. My pleasure, and uh, I'll just say this. I, if nothing else, so that I don't have to, you know, so I can go back on Twitter, I'm hoping they win on Sunday just so that people will come back off the ledge. And, of course, there were quite a few people on the ledge. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I tell you, I tweeted a couple things from Mike Vrabel's newser on Monday, and people were just ready to come after me with pitchforks. Not me, per se, but, you know, coming after the Titans and some of the comments. And it's like, people, calm down. This is a professional staff. They know what they're doing. Sometimes it's, it's just, you know, if it were that easy to fix it, there would be no losing teams in the NFL. Well, everybody, this was Miss Teresa Walker from the Associated Press, and we'll be back right after this with a word from our sponsor. everybody i hope you have enjoyed this episode with miss Teresa walker and we'll be back on monday with our recap of the titans jag game hopefully we're talking about a win and titans fans that are going to jacksonville stay safe stay classy and tighten up tighten up let's get tightened up tightened up